chefs, and welcome back to yet another installment here at the Melting Pot. I'm your host, Sly. And I'm your host, Cardi of the Dawn. And today's episode is titled 27 Club. So with the recent news of the passing of Benjamin Keoff, who is Lisa Marie Presley's son, and also known um, as the grandson of Elvis Presley, he died of suicide this past week. Uh, he was a musician, and he even struck a music deal record uh, back in 2009, worth about $5 million. He got a couple of acting credits under his name, but aside from that, he wasn't in the public that much. Uh, and unfortunately, you know, we've lost another life to the curse of the 27 Club. So Sly, for the listeners at home who don't know, what is the 27 Club? Now, for those of you who don't know, about the 27 club you're listening you're like okay why did they keep saying this number like 27 club hold on i'm 27 which you know what does that really mean so yeah not to freak anybody out if you're 27 you know i'm not saying you know you got this death wish coming up on you but it's a coincidence and kind of like an urban legend that i found quite interesting and you know we wanted to bring the topic to the table today for those of you who don't know, the 27 Club is commonly used as a term in media and popular culture for a group of musicians or actors or, you know, to put it in a broad term, famous people who've died at the age of 27. So, you know, not all of the people who have died has, you know, has been a direct uh, result from drug use. But most of the people that we will name today, they did use drugs heavily throughout their careers. You know, and it's, it's crazy because when I first heard about the 27 Club, I think I had to be probably about somewhere in high school, my high school journey. And I just found it interesting. You know, I'm kind of that person, like I love doing research on celebrities anyway. It's kind of creepy at how so many people fit into this category. You know, the number of people who've died at the age of 27 you can't deny that there's a statistical spike, you know, especially among artists, musicians, actors, whoever. You know, the club has become an infamous sort of cultural phenomenon. It's usually referenced in music, movies, popular culture, and ideally, you know, um, the whole term 27 Club didn't hit mainstream until Kurt Cobain's death. And for those who don't know, Kurt Cobain was probably one of the club's most uh, known member. And for those of you who don't know, uh, Kurt Cobain was the lead singer in the band Nirvana, uh, who was one of the biggest rock bands at, at the time and still within the world today, um, before he committed suicide, sadly, in his home. Hmm, Sly. So, you know, I think Janis Joplin fits in that category as well. For those of you who don't know, Janis Joplin was born in Texas and she won over the San Francisco music scene with her bluesy vocals and powerful stage presence. First as the lead singer of Big Brother and The Holding Company and later as a solo artist, despite multiple attempts to get clean. In October 1970, she died of a heroin overdose less than three weeks after the death of fellow rock icon Jimi Hendrix. Oh yeah, Cartier, I think Jimi Hendrix was a part of the 27 Club, right? Ah, wise grasshopper, you are correct. Jimi Hendrix, remembered as one of the greatest electric guitarists in history, 
and Jimi Hendrix revolutionized rock and roll as both an artist and a producer during his brief four-year career. He died in London in September of 1970, choking on his own vomit while sleeping. His girlfriend claimed that Hendrix, a very heavy drug user, was particularly fond of LSD, had washed out a handful of sleeping pills with red wine before going to bed. So now that we know about Jimi Hendrix and Janis Joplin and, and what you said about people in the 27 Club are using musicians and heavy drug users, I want to pose a question. Are you ready for it? Shoot. question I'm going to pose on today is, do drugs make you more creative? I mean, I think drug use definitely can. You know, I don't doubt that drugs make people more creative. But my thing is that if you're really talented and if you really have what it takes to be at some of the top tier places that a lot of these artists and famous people and actors were, you know, who are part of this club, it's kind of like, ah, you know, if you really have it, you don't really need to use your drug use to uh, further your creativity. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're really talented is what I'm trying to say, you shouldn't need little helpers and you know taking little puffs and and sniffs and you know throwing back whatever drink you got to really help you further your creativity and see i i get what you're saying however i just feel like yeah it sounds that easy like okay if you have if you got the talent then you don't need help but you know that industry is so cutthroat and if you're not ahead of your game and if you're not you know at the top, you're going to get replaced the next day with somebody that's younger, better, and all that pressure yeah. on one person, you know, to constantly be great, it kind of, you know, it kind of will mess with you a little bit and make you want to, you know, do a little, and a little, now is that an excuse? Absolutely not. But do I condone it? No. But, I mean, I feel like, you know, it's so much pressure when you have, like, you know, you brought your family out of probably a, a, a poverty situation, so now they're depending on you. You have fans not just in your country, but all, all around the world depending on you. You know, you got executive uh, people coming down your neck. So no, that's a lot, a lot of pressure. So sometimes I kind of feel for them. Almost definitely. It's a lot of pressure. I definitely feel for them, and I, I do understand. You know, I want to stress that, you know, I'm not saying that anybody who uses drugs, oh, you know, I'm saying that, you know, they're whacking, you know, they got what they deserve. And like, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that I do, because the original question was, do I think that drugs make you more creative? Now, I gave an answer. I said, yeah. But going back to what you were saying Cartier the the role that drugs play and how it comes and how it gets introduced into the whole popular culture scene the whole music industry because like you said the industry is cutthroat but where drugs really come into play is you know every night you're doing shows back to back you're going on tours you're meeting not only um other celebrities but you're meeting fans you know you got all these eyeballs watching you got everybody across the world watching like every person's life you hit highs you hit lows you know you have family issues stress stuff you got to deal with in your inner self you know but what i'm trying to say is that with the drug use you're taking drugs when you're at that low point like hey let's just say you did a whole sold out tour on the east coast you hit most of the east coast states cool and then you don't get anything say like say right now 
all the musicians right now who are out of work because of the pandemic. Boom, we're out of work. You know, no one knows when concerts are going to be permitted again. Yeah, you can be making songs and, you know, and for production in the studio, but it's it's not the same as being live performing your songs, actually seeing that crowd interaction and, and getting that high because it's a high, you know, endorphins are being released. You know, you're getting that adrenaline when you're actually on stage. So when you hit that decline, it's like, dang, you want to feel that good again as if you were on stage. So that's where I feel like a lot of the celebrities and you know artists they go they get mixed in with the drugs because like okay they need that replacement so let me just go sniff some cocaine you know maybe that'll make me feel good bring me back on the up you know you get what i'm saying i definitely do and it's also introduced at industry events and it's everywhere so you know it's everywhere even you know there was a, a rapper she claims she wasn't doing it on live. I'm not gonna mention no names, <laughs> but it's everywhere. If you know, you know. Right, you know, you know. But she definitely on that live. Period. Oh, not the period. I agree. I'm just, I'm just putting it out there. I agree. Like, I mean, come on now. Anybody with two eyeballs, no. Like, and y'all, you know, they famous. They got the money to get the good stuff, so they, you know ordinary ordinary uh kia try and go sniff some and she'd be on the floor somewhere and talk about baby call now what what not to sound insensitive but there's a stuff that you sniff and probably cost more than my rent anyway so who cares <laughs> so since we're on the role of proposing questions cartier and our listeners out there i want to propose the next question so do you think that people you know, usually associate famous people with having more access to drugs and that also contributing to the reason why they fall more victim? Well, like I said, um, it's, it's in industry events. It's in the industry, not just in events, it's everywhere. And so they have, they do have more access and they, you know, when even rappers, when they go they make demands of they want this in their um, dressing room and they want that. And, you know, in order to get them, people go out and get them whatever they need. So it's it's easy to get. Them getting these drugs is like me going to my kitchen refrigerator to get some water. Very easy. No struggle at all. Good metaphor, good analogy. So, um, yeah, so it's very easy to get it. So it, it, it is easy to fall because, you know, they, they travel with it. They, like I said, it's in, their, it's in their dressing room waiting on them. It's in their mansions at their um, industry events. So, yeah, it's, it's easy to fall. And they, they, they do fall. And have you ever seen, like, your favorite um, artist? And you'd be like, what? What happened? You lost some weight. You, you're not acting like you used to act. Like, what's, what's yeah. going on? Right. Are you stressed? You remember um, not too long ago when Post Malone was at the top of, you know, at the top of everybody's tongue because, you know, he was doing some weird stuff on tour. You know, they was like, yo, he really need help. Like, he was acting all sorts of crazy. And they was like, this man is on the drugs, the drinks, you know, whatever, super depressing. Like, he was just unrecognizable. You know, and a lot of his fan base was like really like legit worried. I remember when this was happening, maybe like a couple months ago, I would say maybe back in January, 
um but yeah that's was like one of the first examples to pop in my head um when you just proposed your question but i also want to say that yeah i believe that they do have you know more access to drugs which you know does contribute them to falling more but it's also i don't think it's any more different than people living in the hood i mean we all know about the hood like think about like you know drugs is everywhere crime is everywhere it's easy to get your hands on weed or perkies or whatever you looking for you know it's a corner it's a liquor store on every corner like you know a lot of places i noticed some places that you know probably don't id they don't care you can go in there even if you're underage get you you know a bottle of jack daniels and keep it moving you know what i'm saying like so I just want to show that comparison that it's a world thing. Like, it's not just somebody who's famous versus, you know, ordinary people. Because I feel like the access is just as easy as, you know, to get when you're, when you're like a normal person versus being famous. I believe that there's no huge gap in between, oh, who has easier access, you know, because I feel like it's just one and the same. But the difference is, now it's a huge difference no one cares when uh brandon goes to buy some weed from laquan but if you catch i don't know catch sasha obama <laughs> buying some some meth from from uh <laughs> stephen colbert then yeah you're gonna be a little you know like huh i pick stephen colbert as a weed guy i don't know is it me he's a weed guy he's a I, I, see him, I see him as a weed guy. You said, is it me? <laughs> a weed guy? So who, who does meth? Probably, uh, what's the orange head? Oh, Conan, Conan. Conan is a meth. <laughs> now, I see Colbert as a, as a weed and possibly a cigarette or two. And if he in the hood, maybe a black. Or maybe a black. <laughs> Not a black. Not a black. Paul, Sasha Obama weed all the way <laughs> weed all the way Ooh, I feel like you know Sasha Obama is definitely weed all maybe Chelsea Clinton definitely meth <laughs> we don't know cause it always be them it always it always be the ones you don't think it and I, I'm not just saying that cause she's black I just feel like I don't know I just if I looked on the shade room right now and they said Sasha Obama bought meth I'm gonna pull the uh the Drake. I mean the soldier boy. Math! Math! Like math really? Nah, uh, it's definitely one weed, please. <laughs> so a crazy conspiracy uh that's been flowing around for years uh concerning the 27 Club. Some people believe that you know the 27 Club has to do with the individual's birth chart. So it is explained where the planets are at the time of birth, Saturn has an orbit of 29 years. So depending on where it was when you were born, it makes its return, which is around 27. So Saturn is associated with Satan, quote unquote, and that could be a reason why there's disbelief of selling your soul to the devil to get fame and all the Illuminati stuff comes into play. And you know, it comes at a price. So, you know, let's say you find fame and fortune in your professional life, but your personal life is a wreck. 
there's an imbalance there. So when Saturn comes back, it'll even you out. And I've heard this over the years, and I just think that, you know, I don't think that is too far of a, of a reach. I think it's definitely some interesting points. And I think there is a certain science maybe that could be uh, behind it. But when it comes to the whole uh, Satan and selling your soul and, you know, that kind of gets into the, the Illuminati uh, talk. And I just think that, first of all, a different conversation for a different day. But I also think that, you know, when I was younger, I believed in all of that more. But it's now that I'm older, it's just like, I don't know, you know, like, I think that a lot of facts that are out there are, you know, misconstrued. And I think that in simple terms, I do believe that there is like an elitist group, you know, white members, wealthy members who are supposed to be of this high power. And Beyonce. <laughs> hey, we gonna throw B in there? Most definitely. Okay, I'm saying like anybody who Beehive, you gotta know that you gotta know she in there. But anyway, like for real, like don't don't kid yourselves, kids. Like the proof is there, and that nappy headed husband too. Leave people from the crowd family alone. All right, I'll stop. I'll leave that alone. But yeah, I don't know, Suchef's, I'm If that, I don't know. It's kind of crazy, right? Like, if you have anything or any type of input or any weird conspiracies you've heard over the years about the Twenty Seven Club or anything that has to kind of relate to that conspiracy you know let us know i do believe if you do what they say they probably have their ways of coming out to get you but i definitely don't believe it i don't know i don't i don't know i don't really care to be honest with you just like i don't care about zodiac signs like and here's why i don't care about zodiac signs i don't care because people they justify everything you do with your zodiac sign it just doesn't make sense to me like i can wake up and be like today's a great day and here come Keisha like oh, that's such a pisces that's such the pisces in you that's just such the pisces in you girl shut up it's a great day overall it has nothing to do with me being a pisces and then when it when it when it comes to the bad dudes that they choose who there was signs of them being bad individuals way before they got together, but they ignored it. They want to blame it on them being a Leo and a Capricorn. No, 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 no. The streets told you before you got with them. And so that's why I don't really believe in all that Zodiac sign crap. See, and I want to clear it up. I definitely agree with you, but I'm going to say I am a firm believer of, I'm a firm believer of Zodiac signs. But I also have a problem when people use it to justify, you know, everything that they do in their ordinary life. Like, you know, I feel like there's so much science behind it that you can't deny some of the things. Like, and it's crazy how they've gotten, like, we've gotten this far as a whole, and we've gotten to the point where we can categorize um, different zodiac signs and, you know, gather all this research, this intel, and to the fact where it actually makes sense and you can pinpoint it on just when a person was born down to the specific time you were born, where you were born on the astral plane and everything. Like it's just, it's mind blowing. Like it really is mind blowing. But I do say, I don't like when people, you know, they just base it off of everything. Every little social interaction, you have to 
it has to be associated with you know your zodiac sign like if somebody you know is late to work every day that ain't got nothing to do with you being a capricorn like that's just you being irresponsible you having poor time management so i do agree but i i just don't like when people because that's a that's 99 of the time that's why people don't you know when they do say the statement oh you know i'm not really a zodiac person i don't believe in all that or you know i'm just not with all that it's for that reason because people use it in a wrong way you know so i just want to clear up that you know it's just it's so much statistics and science behind it that i just i definitely am a believer i'm not knocking the science part of it i'm I'm not i'm not i'm not people work hard and for years to you know able to do it and there are some truths behind it but like i said like you know you you mad with with daquan because he always leave his clothes on the floor and he uh he's controlling and he moody and you talk about something that's just a leo in him that's no 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 no. that's just his he have bad home training it has nothing to do with no Leo. No, that, it just irritates me, and I don't really like going to that conversation because people like they they want to argue with it down, and I don't ha- really care enough to argue about it. So, but it's just like you said, like people they they, they go overboard with the zodiac sign crap, and it's like if that's what you believe in, you know. Here at the most uh, part with equal opportunities, I'm not gonna knock what you believe, not gonna knock your hustle, not gonna knock your flow, not gonna knock your science, not gonna knock nothing. Just don't come around me with all that, all that y'all, y'all, because I ain't with it. That's just that on that. With all this talk of the 27 Club slide, did you know that there was a movie? No, I didn't know that there was a movie, but I can't imagine that it's good. Well, let me try to put you on game right quick. A singer-songwriter chasing fame and a journalism student researching his thesis are drawn into a sinister underworld as they attempt to discover the truth behind the curse of the 27 Club, directed by Patrick Fogarty. Okay, so the movie starred, starred John Morrison, Madison Carter, Zach Paul Brown. Who are those people? I don't know, except John Morrison. Right, John Morrison is the wrestler, right? And this is, okay, so that means that this is confirming my uh, statement about this movie that it can't be any good first of all how do you have a wrestler starring as a star of a movie i imagine that this movie is low budget you can't say that because dwayne the rock johnson and john cena okay but john cena and the rock are come on now they have surpassed our standards in the acting world it's already known that can't nobody say anything about their acting skills they've proven they can do it and i really wasn't throwing shots at them but mr john morrison yeah i'm throwing shots like first of all don't even really remember you (laughs) when i used to even watch wrestling way long time ago and i mean this it just sounds like a low budget horror film until this episode i didn't even know the movie existed so I didn't know either, but I do, if the movie, I don't know, I haven't seen the movie, but I can't imagine it's too good, but I can say that I do think it's cool, it was a cool concept, if you take the concept of the club and put like a horror and sinister type of feel to it, then I think that was a pretty dope concept, whether it played out or it did. Well, I have just learned so much on the 27 Club. Well, yeah, for the people that, you know, we didn't name, there's over 30 
uh, celebrities that fall into the 27 Club. Wow, uh, over 30? We won't name everybody, but yeah, definitely over 30. We won't name everybody, but I just want to throw out a few more familiar names that might stand out to people. Uh, Jonathan Brandis, you know, most known for uh, Stephen King's The It and One Life to Live during his uh, teen years. Fat Pat. Fat Pat was a hip-hop um, group from Houston, Texas. Never really heard of him, but um, he unfortunately was shot. You had Frito Santana. You know, everybody know Frito. You know, Chicago rapper, rose to fame. Chief Keith is his cousin. Uh, and he died back in 2018. And of course you can't forget Amy Winehouse. Everybody knows about Amy Winehouse for her song, Back to Black. Yeah, she died around 2011 at the hub battle with, uh, you know, drugs and alcohol. And then we have Ron Pigpen McKernan, a founding member of the Grateful Dead. Pigpen was a heavy drinker, causing him to develop cirrhosis around the 70s. And by 1972, his health became so fragile, he could no longer tour. And in around 1973, he died of an internal hemorrhage. Well, guys, that's all we have for you today. But I hope that you've learned, you know, more about the 27 Club or, you know, that you've learned anything at all if you hadn't heard of it previously. And my ending note would have to be, it may be a coincidence, it might be a curse, but either way, it's definitely creepy. Many of our greatest musicians, artists, and actors have fallen to this curse, uh, unfortunately. But you never know who's next in the 27 Club. I'm your host, Sly. And I'm Cardi the Dawn. And, and this, this has been, been The Melting Pot. Pot.